0: You turn
1: your Hello and welcome to Lester the Nightfly. It's a Saturday, the twentieth of August. It's W E R B music from Planet Earth. This is your host P J Ewing. Welcome to Lester the Nightfly Live. We're doing an hour and a half today, and we're going to focus our attention on the band Stereolab. Lab. This is the second show. This year on the band, all in anticipation of 10 10 22. Stereo Lab, my beloved Stereo Lab, will be at Brooklyn Steel here in the neighborhood in New York, and I'm going to see them. I've had tickets since March, I'll have you know. Thank you, American Express Early Access, and I am absolutely on pins and needles uh, for that. My year is all about two things. Number one, Brooklyn Steel, Stereo Lab number two, the World Cup. So, this is the first of my two major events, I would say, this year. Today, we're going to listen to Stereo Lab music. Okay, thanks, PJ. Got it. No problem. But we're going to do a little departure. I think a very interesting departure. I looked up influences of Stereo Lab, and I, I, I know many of them, but I didn't know all of them that are stated as influences for Tim Gain and Letitia Sadier from the band Stereo Lab. We'll talk a little bit about them as well. But I will say that we have some really interesting music to complement a great playlist of just pure Stereolab. So what we're going to do now is we're going to start out with just some whet your appetite, get you going, get you excited about the band. Remember who they are. I think some people listening don't know who they are. Okay, got it. No problem. My beloved band that I've loved forever. We're going to listen to three tracks right in a row, get you in the mood, and then we're going to start talking about what influenced this incredible band. Let's start out with a track called Fluorescences from 2005. That was me uh, accidentally turning it up. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'd love to just turn it up. This is Stereo Lab. We've heard three tracks: "Fluorescences" to start, "Hallucinex," and then "Come and Play in the Milky Night." So let's go to our first influence. What indeed is influencing Tim Gain to write the music and Latisha with the lyrics and some of the compositions? We're going to start with a guy named Esquivel. There's a record from 1962 called Latin Esque, and it's from this remarkable Mexican man who died in 2002, just when Stereolab was really in the the latter part of their their big moments um, of their career. But let's learn about Juan Garcia Esquivel for just a second, and then we'll hear something. Okay, often known mononymously as Esquivel, he was a Mexican bandleader, pianist, composer for television and film. He is recognized today as one of the foremost exponents of a sophisticated style of largely instrumental music that combines elements of lounge music, jazz, Latin flavors. They called him the king of space pop. Uh, You might have heard the phrase space age bachelor pad music. Okay, that's Esquivel. And when I was a zvelt handsome young devil, gadding about New York City, sipping uh, vodka gimlets and being fancy and staying up late, we would listen to lounge music. Ultra Lounge was the collection. There were 20 records, all one better than the other. Original work, not recreations, but original work from the 50s and 60s, and it was all the rage. Mixing the drinks, the perfect martini, and then this space-age bachelor pad music, or just lounge music. So I have a piece for you. It is indeed called Latin Esque. It is from the record Latin esque from 1962. Let's listen to some Esquivel. Thank you, ma'am. That is just gorgeous. Okay. Hey, uh, this is a shout-out to Mr. Aton Batat. You know, I'm thinking that might be the fodder for a great show. The Space Age Bachelor Pad? An Hour of Lounge? I'm getting excited already. We've got so much material out there. Uh, old orchestras and collections already made. I'm kind of excited about this idea. Wow, the Space Age Bachelor Pad, right? I'd listen to that once an hour, once a week, maybe. I don't know. All right, that was uh, Esquivel. Love it. Uh, really one of the delicious tracks we used to listen to all the time. Let's listen to Stereolab's answer. Indeed, this is called, from Stereolab. It's their Mellow Edition, a song called Space Age Bachelor Pad. Music. It was Stereo... <laughs> I can't say it. I'm so excited I can't say the word Stereolab. That was Stereolab. Sibel's reverie. That is PJ's reverie. I, I was getting lost. Meanwhile, as we're all listening to some Stereolab, behind the scenes, this idea is hatching this space-age bachelor pad lounge thing. I, I do want to make a, a point. If you liked that Latin-esque from Esquivel... Um, There's a whole bunch of great material. You go to Spotify, you look up the guy. This is the um, sort of the author of the playlist Frank Van Eykelen, E Y K E L E N. He's got 403 songs from those Ultra Lounge records Mondo Exotica, Mambo Fever, Space Capades, Rhapsodizia, The Bachelor Pad, Rhapsody. I mean, there are so many. So colorful, so awesome records. And this guy, Frank, has collected them on Spotify. So that's, um, that's worth a look in anticipation of our, our WERB show on the, on the same topic. Okay, let's move on. Another influence. This is really a radical departure from what we were just listening to. And this is Steve Reich, the famous minimalist Steve Reich. I uh, am a giant fan of Tehelim his uh, Music for 18 Musicians, and this piece that we're about to hear. This is considered influential for Tim Gain and Stereo Lab. We're going to hear one of the three movements of a three-movement piece. Um, it's called Different Trains. America Before the War is the uh, movement that we're going to hear. It's not that long, um, nine minutes, but this is about uh, trains and sampling and voice and kinetic energy and a sound that you will never forget when you hear the sound of the horn the sound of the train first it's a little off putting then it's interesting then it's addictive and you don't want it to ever end it's you know there's these these tingles in your spine they some call it asmr i've had that throughout the show so far with all of the stereo lab that we've heard But in this case, it's Steve Reich, and I think you'll have that same feeling at the top of your back, right below your neck, that tingly, dear God, what am I listening to? What is this thing kind of feeling? Let's listen to An Influence of Stereolab. This is Steve Reich, the Kronos Quartet. This was done in 1990, right in the sweet spot of Stereolab. This is called Different Trains. Again, this is the movement called America Before the War.
0: 1939 think 1939, 1939, 40, 40, 40, 40. and
1: train. It's, it's gone. I want my train back. That's the end of the first movement. It moves on to the second and third. Let me read to you just a little bit more here. Uh, during World War II, Reich made m- train journeys between New York and Los Angeles to visit his parents who had separated. Years later, he pondered the fact that as a Jew, had he been in Europe instead of the United States at that time, he might have been traveling in Holocaust trains. And in fact, the second movement is during the war, and you hear references to 39, 40, 41 in that music. And these are real people talking about trains, and those are the samples that Steve did. Let me read a little bit more. This is really interesting on the musical side of things. Steve Reich, his earlier work had frequently used tape, looped, and played back at different speeds. However, Different Trains was a novel experiment, using recorded speech as the source for the melodies. Like, he got the melodies from the way, the pattern, the intonation of speech. Reich created these works by transferring his speech recordings into a digital sampling keyboard, a Casio FZ1. City Life uh, is one recording that he did this on, and then he did it here. This is regarded as new. The New York Times wrote about this particular recording, Different Trains, as, we've never heard this before. This is brand new. I read the entire review just a couple days ago. Absolutely groundbreaking minimalism from Steve Reich. Last note. And then we're going to move back to our stereo lab. And that is, I saw it. It's a day I don't think I'll ever forget. It was a, a snowy, wintry day and uh, evening rather. And I ran up to symphony space at 95th and Broadway to see different trains by Steve Reich. Just me. Nobody else would, would endure this, right? It's, it's a it's it's for the the hearty, and a snowstorm was swirling around. I thought it might be canceled. There I was, saw this thing, and then grabbed a subway back down, or maybe a cab. I'm not even sure. And met my parents for a late dinner near Lincoln Center, um, and it was a wintry Steve Reich experience, experience and I'll I'll never forget that. So, uh, okay, different train, something very different for you. Let's return to Stereo Lab, and then we'll continue with our influences of Stereolab here on W.E.R.B. <laughs> are listening to Lester the Nightfly Live. This is your host, PJ Ewing. It's W-E-R-B Radio, w-e-r-b-radio.com. Saturday afternoon, the 20th of August, 2022. Something to look forward to this afternoon, Purple. She's got two hours of 80s, mind-blowing. Uh, get back in the car and drive around and, and get your arm out the window, 80s music. Uh, that's a real highlight today. Look for that. Tomorrow, I love... Sundays uh, at 9 a.m. I'm sorry. First, we have Purple again. She does an early morning set, two sets, and then we have uh, at 10 a.m. Drew Darling and his show Adagio, which I love. Tomorrow afternoon, we have our Sunday brunch show. The big day of the week, though, is Wednesday. Purple's back. She does a flash-forward program at 11 a.m., and then the crowning achievement of WERB Radio is Wednesday night. It's Eitan Batat. It's East to West. It's two hours of the most glorious global music. It really pays off our tagline for WERB, which is music from planet Earth. Eitan brings us that music, and that's Wednesday nights, live with Eitan Batat, 8 to 10 p.m. All amazing. Back to Stereo Lab. Not for everyone. For me, yeah. Streaming guitars, two chords, strumming away for five minutes. Yeah, all day long. Br- bring it on. Bring me more. Let's play it again. No, won't do that to you. It's not for everybody. Got it. However, the name of that track is John Cage Bubblegum, and it's a little nonsensical. But I'm going to read you the four lines of text. They're in French. She's so cool, Letitia. C'est les pl- les plus bleus. Les plus beaux, I can't say it. Paysage du monde is one of the lines. I can't do it. Let's do it in English. How about that? It's the most beautiful and it's the saddest. It's the most beautiful landscape in the world. And it's called John Cage Bubblegum. What does this do to us? Ah, ding, ding, ding. Leads us to John Cage and a song called In a landscape, okay, gang. I don't think there's any influence from this particular track to the one we just heard, John Cage Bubblegum. But in honor of John Cage, let's listen to just a sampling of his very long piece. We're just going to hear a little bit of it. This is called In a Landscape. trouble pulling myself away from that it's 12 minute piece in a landscape early john cage piano music uh, let's learn about mr john milton cage an american composer and music theorist pioneer pioneer of what's called indeterminacy in music electro acoustic music and non-standard use of musical instruments so interesting he's definitely avant-garde let's say He is most famous for his experimental piece, maybe the most experimental piece in history, called Four Minutes and 33 Seconds, in which a performer sits at a piano for approximately four and a half minutes, making no sounds, intentionally, that's it. Then he calls it a day, and the audience has been listening to themselves for four minutes and 33 seconds. It's like going to the Met or the, the Metropolitan Museum of Art, better yet, maybe going to the Modern Museum of Art and looking at a canvas that's completely black and then talking about it, right? It's it's evoking a thought, evoking something inside of you, and you're then going to talk about it. And that's really what a lot of these guys were doing, uh, fascinating in the world of art and the world of music This is just sublime. We don't have time to just sit and listen to In a Landscape by John Cage, but I'd like to. Wouldn't that be fun? Let's return to our stereo lab. A couple tracks uh, in a row, and then we're going to go to the next influence. Here's a little hint. The next influence is Cabaret Voltaire, but we'll get to that. W-E-R-B It's Lester the Nightfly live here on a Saturday afternoon. That's called Pop Quiz. Before that was Baby Lulu. We're moving on to the next influence. Let's just take stock. We've had Steve Reich. We've had Esquivel. We've had John Cage. And now we go to 1984 and we listen to uh, a track by a band called Cabaret Voltaire. Microphonies is the sixth full-length studio album by British electronic band Cabaret Voltaire. Released October 29th, 1984, the album was the group's most mainstream release, with singles Sensoria and James Brown. Gaining popularity, MTV played a role, and this is listed as an, uh, an influence, and I, I would say it's the vibe, it's the feeling, it's the spirit, it's the beat. Let's take a listen to Sensoria from Cabaret Voltaire. <laughs>
0: always works. <laughs> his head is not his family. He is coming. One, two, three. Trickle up, trickle down. We really become unwound. Sensory, yeah. Senza te,
1: wondering maybe it's the layering maybe it's the rhythm they've got different things happening that come together there's some sampling going on there with some voice a little bit like that different trains piece interesting that's from 1984 credited as an influence for our dear friends at stereo lab i it's this is a bit of a stretch for me that's that's a tough one let's move on let's go back to stereo lab this is called ping pong From Stereo Lab, that was 1994. Four years earlier, one of the great shoegaze records of all time was dropped by a band that I love. And I would debate, hmm, is this their greatest record? Is it not the band, the Cocteau Twins? And the record is called Heaven or Las Vegas. This is a slightly deep cut from that record from 1990. It's called Pitch the Baby, and this is indeed considered a major influence on Stereo Lab. pretty happy with my selection there actually there's a certain relentlessness kinetic forward motion going on there there's some repetition i would say that's in the minimal category it doesn't go very far the song but it, it just keeps drilling into your brain very very stereo lab like the cocteau twins were a scottish band active from 79 to 97 they were formed in Grangemouth by robin guthrie will Heggie, and that great voice elizabeth frazier Elizabeth Fraser had a record or a song, a single, come out last year. By the way, that was quite ear-popping, very cool. Uh, they had their big moment with a record called "Pearly Dewdrops" in England, and then this record afterward. Oh, the record was called "Bluebell Knoll." Par- pardon me. Uh, in 1988, and then 1990 was this record, uh, "Heaven or Las Vegas." Just marvelous stuff. Back to a track that I adore. This is Stereo Lab, the flower called Nowhere. All
0: the on the water.
1: no that wasn't me that was part of the song I, I didn't do that really that was part of the song that was uh, really lovely stuff Le Hypersound and then before that a flower called Nowhere from Stereo Lab. we're near the end of our journey we're gonna have another ooh, 25 minutes worth of music but it's really only two tracks that were released this year 2022 just weeks ago in fact They're going back into their archives. They're finding singles and things that they did that they never released or were released as singles in weird places that no one ever heard. And they're re-releasing them. I've got two for you. And this is all in anticipation of another collection coming September 2nd. It's their fifth collection of random work that they did 30 years ago that they're now re-releasing. And it's really good. I can't wait for September two, And I can't wait for October 10th when I see these guys at Brooklyn Steel here in New York. Okay, the last two things, back-to-back and then out. You won't hear me again, just some beautiful music. This is brand-new, released old music. This is called Robot Riot, and right after that, a bit of a 20-minute tome. It's called Tripping with the Birds. This has been PJ Ewing. You've been listening to Lester the Nightfly live on WERB Radio. It's here every Saturday at noon for at least an hour. I hope you enjoyed it and I can't wait to see you same place, same time next week. has been a PJ DJ production.